Are we all okay? Sweet. So we know how this works, right? No, like, what's your favorite job? Like, all those trash, like, eight-year-old questions. Oh. Let's do, like, stuff that's, like, going to benefit us and help us on our journey. Yeah? Um, so go, I guess, if anyone wants to kick it off. That was pressure, wasn't it? Because I said, like, normally you're really good at this yesterday, and yesterday you didn't ask one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Go, down. Connor. He's prepped. What would be one piece of advice for a graduate from college, like, you wouldn't want it on tips, which maybe you wish someone had told you? You go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think, like, in colleges, sometimes you can build connections with people, but, like, for me, what I've seen over the years, I didn't go to college, so I don't, I don't, as in my experience will be different to yours, but it's like, you can be good, but it's about the right people knowing you're good. Mm. That's the, like, you have to, you have to get known. And obviously, when I first arrived here, it's very different now because you, like, your social media can really work. But I think what people sometimes forget about social media is like, you can post a solo, but if someone doesn't know the context of that, they, like, I would always, like, I remember giving this advice to someone who graduated from somewhere that I taught and, and, and kind of saying to him, because he was really good, but he wasn't getting breaks. Like he was working a lot in hip hop theater because he's a fabulous all round dancer, but it took him a while to get a break in the more kind of commercial industry. And um, I kind of said to him, well, you know, I know you're really good. Kenrick knows you're really good. Kate Prince knows you're really good. You know what I mean? All their companies know you're really good, but like Jerry doesn't know you're really good. You know what I mean? Or, you know, like, Aisha doesn't know you're really good, you know? So I said, the best thing you can do, because he was dancing a lot with, say, Lucas, or, you know, he'd come to art class, and, and, and like, he was always, like, you know, like I said, a great dancer, but I was like, right, let's say Lucas. Like, you dance with Lucas a lot, so, like, get a video of you two dancing together, because Jerry knows how good Lucas is, you know what I mean? Everyone knows how good Lucas is. <laughs> like, so if there's a video of you two dancing together and you look of a similar level, then it's very, that's, that's what I mean by context. You can post a solo or you can post a video with her and her and then it's like, cool, but with like maybe who you've sent to don't know that you guys are great. Do you know what I mean? So this is what I mean by context. So you kind of need something that everyone is aware of or at least the people who you're sending it to are aware of. You need to kind of introduce context to what you're sending them. Do you get what I mean by that? So that's, so yeah. And then the same thing, like if you go to a class and like there are working dancers there, like be near them. You know what I mean? Like, so you can kind of, feed off their energy and see how you, because more often than not, people like, they want to see that you fit with that bracket, you know? Like, like it or not in the dance industry, and for me personally, I, I kind of like, well, not separating, but like there's the dance that we love, and like I still love dance, you know? But like, there's also the industry, and they can be together, like you can still love dance and be in the industry, of course you can, but it's very difficult. You know, because your kind of emotions and your personality are so tied up in what you do. But um, you kind of have to, like, you, you do need to be able to, to, to separate a little bit. But when you're sending stuff to someone, kind of using people they use as a reference, like if Liani May is in a class, let's say, or, okay, say now, if Shawar is in a class, or, you know what I mean, and you know she's there, like, dance next to that person. Because when you show that you belong in that company, then it just gives, it's kind of like that seal of approval. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like I know my first big job when I moved here, I was dancing with all the main working male dancers at the time. And as soon as they all saw I was fitting in with them, they would just suggest me for other jobs if someone was like, oh, we need a guy. Oh, I just met this guy, we did this job. You know what I mean? And it's, it's kind of like, that would be my bit of advice that like, because people love posting solos and everything on social media and cool, do that by all means, but don't, be surprised if you keep doing that and you're not giving people context for your solo and then you're not getting the response you want. Mm. You know? So that's what, I, that's, what I, that's what I would say. I feel like I would have like a list of things to say. Uh, the thing is, I went to college, but when I got out, I had no idea of what to do. So I think I'm like, I just learned it by myself. That's why I always say my students, like, just ask me. Because for the first like three years that I was out, I was like, like, where is the work, you know? I think, like, my advice is have patience because I didn't have it, because they taught me not to have it. Like, literally, like, the, I feel like I got, called, I got told in college to, you have to get a job straight away. Now, I booked my first job when I was 26, and I'm so happy for that. 
because looking at it now, before I didn't have the tools that made me enjoy what I was doing. Does that make sense? Like, and uh, I felt like we forget that like everyone's journey is different. So you can see like a 14 years old dude going on tour, good for them, like I'm so happy. But then like, look at your own journey. Cause I felt like we get like told, uh, you have to get out of college and be ready. Sometimes you're not like grown enough to actually be able to do it. And back in the days I used to be like, why am I not working? Like, why is she working and I'm not working? Now I'm like, oh, now I know, you know? So I feel like it's just a, it comes with half patience, which I still don't have, but I try to tell myself to have it um, and have the right people next to you that will be part of your journey. Because when I left college, I didn't really have anyone that came with me. Like, literally everyone was like, goodbye, dance. Um, so have good people next to you that will support you. Even if you do different things, it's all good. Um, so many things. And do your research. Do your research because I feel like I just wanted to dance. <laughs> what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, whose class? I hadn't, I didn't know people because I felt like I did a lot of musical theater when I was in college. And then I was like, oh, I like, like, commercial hip hop. Like, wow. You know, so uh, I didn't know people. I didn't know anything. And that's when I went to LA, I started to know people. But I had no idea. So I had to, like, you know, write down things that I didn't know. And I think the knowledge comes also with who, like John said, like, get your face in front of people, but what people? Because mm -hmm. sometimes they're not the people that are like, are, like they're like the famous people on Instagram. Sometimes they're the other people that like, no one knows, but you should be knowing them because they are the like most amazing people on earth that can teach you and give you a job eventually. You know what I mean? It just comes with asking questions to the right people have good teachers like take class and not just take class and like leave if you want to ask something to the teacher because it's approachable ask questions ask questions because you're going to give get given things you know and i think the most important thing is like know that your journey is your journey and not the person yeah. next to you because you're always going to be like oh so and so is working like all three of us have the complete different journeys i booked my first job at 18 and my first tour john probably hadn't even started dancing by 18 and arena was still in college uh, I, I actually decided I wanted to dance as a professional at 18, 19. I didn't think I was going to dance. It was just, uh, so it, it's crazy to think that. So like, uh, don't be like, well, so-and-so's booked this job and I haven't. Mm. Because like, look in front of you, we all have, the, they couldn't be any more different. Like, but then we all still managed to craft our own journey and devise our own way. But then I think the one thing that we all have in common is that we all found a reference and we all aimed for the highest ability people. Mm. Or we always looked at who was doing what we want to do and we all went and trained with those circles. So if you ask us all who we learned the most from, it's normally going to be the same bunch of people mm. or within-ish. Yeah, like John said, he surrounded himself by or he went and fit in with the most working dancers. When I left and moved to London, I was like, okay, who's booking all the jobs, Jerry Ravel. Mm -hmm. I can't look as good as him. I'm not gonna be as tall as him, but I'm gonna try and outdance him. And like, and show that you can fit in with these people. And that's when then people go, ah, oh, okay. And then you get recommended to agents. Mm -hmm. Like, and someone's word is way more than you send in a video. Mm -hmm. Like, I had Anthony Kay, we bumped into Chris Minow in a train station. And Anthony Kay was like, have you met Kane Silver? And Chris mm -hmm. was like, no. And he was like, you should sign him. And that co-sign from someone who was so established was worth 10 times more than them liking a video, mm -hmm. you know? So if you can like surround yourself with people who are like established and they believe in your ability, that carries so much weight, but then you have to live up to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. No, definitely. Yeah. Dope. I, yeah. Just cool. one thing, like, cause the journey thing is so important. Like you do have to like patience as Irene said, and, and, and like everyone, everyone has such a different journey and it takes different time frames for every single person you know what i mean it's like that is the toughest part getting your foot in the door is the toughest part mm -hmm. you know and that can take a year two years for some people three years you just don't know and that's the the hard part is maintaining your motivation during that you know yeah. like that that's what i find like i really there are so few auditions now but even there weren't it's not like there were loads of auditions when i moved here i moved to london in 2005 and there weren't like that many auditions, but at least there were some. And when you went, it was kind of like this reminder of why you do it. You know what I mean? And it's like, you just feel like 
because I remember being really frustrated at first sometimes when you'd go and like I would feel like I was dancing quite well but I would get cut and then I'd look at the people being kept and because I like Kane said like I started when I was 20 so I started super late and I didn't have I didn't grow up around performers. I grew up around like normal people. You know what I mean? I mean, we are normal people, but you know, what I mean? no, but the per no, but yeah. the personalities are magnified. You know yeah. what I mean? In the entertainment industry, the personalities are just like larger. They're, they're I just feel like everything in it is magnified. You know what I mean? So like, um, it took me a while to kind of get used to that. And um, you you may have to go through a period where you go to auditions and you might get through the first couple of rounds and then they cut you, but they cut you just because they don't know you. It's not that they don't like what you do, but a lot of the time you're being kind of hired as well as for your talent, but also for your time and your personality and what you bring. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if, if the three of us came to an audition that Yaz is holding and she knows these two, but she doesn't know me and she just needs two people for a job, like you're not going to be mad at her for booking them. If I know that, but I didn't know that at the time, so I would leave, yeah. I'd be like quite frustrated. But in a way, it's nice because I love, like, I, I'm very, com well, I was, I'm not so bad now, but I used to be hyper competitive. So, like, I would, in an audition, that really works for you because it just, like, I wanted to absolutely destroy the people I was dancing beside. Roast thy neighbor. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's, but in, in an, especially when I knew that it was like people who, already have pre-existing relationships with the core because you can see people talking or whatever beforehand you know what I mean like especially when you're by yourself and you're new you know because you don't really have like I didn't have anyone to chat to so I'd just be kind of like seeing okay what's happening in the room and then be like okay so they obviously know that person right that person's yeah okay and then like you know make sure you kind of I would like at least want to send my message. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're going to cut me, you're going to cut me knowing that I'm... Yeah. And to, to piggyback on that, like when I was in LA, like the land of opportunity, on the same day, there was a Lady Gaga audition and an Usher audition. Usher was there and Lady Gaga was there. And the lines are so big, it's kind of like you had to go, which one am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Because there's no way I'm doing both. Obviously, I was going for Usher. And I was like, I was so like, I'm going to be the token ginger white guy that roasts everyone. Like, I know I have the ability for this. I know the music inside out. Mm. I actually know most of the choreos. Like, <laughs> this is going to be my job. And I was so like, I'm booking it. I know I am. And I walked in and I walked in the room with three of the dancers, which have already danced for him in a room of like where they have eight at a time. And they put me in that corner and then all their friends were over there. So the moment it didn't matter how good I was because they did this. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I left and I was pissed. I was like, I've queued for four hours. I've like m mentally coached myself that I'm about to book my dream job. And not only did they not see me, they didn't look that side of the room. Like, and you have to be able to not, not let those things beat you and knock you back because you have to be aware of why it's happening. Because on the grand scheme of it, when it's the other way around, you'd probably do it as well. Mm. Although it's not nice. Like if loads of people walk in a room and like John and Marco come in that corner, I'm probably gonna go, <laughs> Right? Because they're my besties, like, or they're my friends. Yeah. They're the people you relate to, and that's what we gravitate to as humans. And you have to remember, like, we're a human, not just a dancer. And that's where the human aspect comes in, and not the dancer. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying it happens. Mm -hmm. And you have to not let those things defeat you. Mm. Yeah. And you have to be consistent with who you take class with, for example. Like, if you want to work with a certain person and you know that, I mean, don't do it just for that. You have to enjoy the dancing too, because <laughs> you can't. I see a lot of people just taking some classes and then you're like, are you enjoying it? I don't know. Like, what? But you still want to enjoy the dance and if you enjoy that class, keep being consistent with that person, for example. Like, show that you, you will be there every week. You will be working hard for two years, for three years, for four years. Like, I've seen too many people giving up because I didn't get the first auditions when I came out of college. Mm. I'm still here and I'm still trying to get the jobs, you know what I mean? So, and it was painful before, and now it's almost like, I love this too much to let it go. And this is why I said, like, have good friends next to you, because it's gonna, it's, it's almost like a journey, everyone's journey is different, but if you're together, and like, you, you help each other out, you tell yourself when there is an audition, which there isn't nowadays, but like, you help each other out, like, does this video good, look good? Tell me, like, be honest. Not be like, hey babes, like, <laughs> you know, like be honest. With She's right. Other. I had a John. That was my John. I'd come home from like jobs, auditions, and I'd go, this is pissing me off. Da, 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 da. And he'd go, don't think of it like that. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Someone yeah. that'd like kind of be honest with you. Or if I'm in the wrong, be like, yeah, but you have to see it from the other side. And I'd be like, all right. Like, yeah. it's true. Dope. Good question. That was long answers. Any, uh, go. 
Neve. a good question <laughs> I'll go uh, I was really smart that I managed and I spoke to Taz about this quite a bit I managed to make sure that I locked out one day where if you get the opportunities like teach if you go and teach you're probably going to make more money teaching for a school say earning like 15 20 pounds an hour than you are going to Tesco's and earning 10 right so I blocked out every Saturday and sometimes a Sunday and I would work and teach like six to eight hours and I'd be dead and it would be the worst day of the week but I knew that one day allowed me to do whatever I wanted for six days mm. because I mean not whatever I wanted but like I could pay my rent and live on Weetabix and try and get into class <laughs> do you know what I mean whereas like a lot of dancers I feel like they move to London because London is like the place to be right they'll move to London and then they spend all their time trying to make money to stay in London mm. and not actually do the thing they went there for. Mm. So my biggest piece of advice would be, your, everyone's situation is gonna be different. Like if you live in Oxford or Swindon, London's accessible. But if you're from Bolton, London's not really that accessible. So you have to weigh up the pros and cons and everyone is different. But whatever you do, structure yourself a plan. Mm. Like if you have a plan, it's gonna be easier to like follow. If you just wake up and be like a fancy class today, and then you go, it's raining outside. You're probably not going to go and take class. Therefore, you're not structuring your life. You're not structuring your training. You're not structuring your money. So if you go, I'm going to take three classes a week. I need to make this much to like, take those classes. I need to make this much to pay my rent. And this much is travel. What jobs can I do? Or side hustle can I do? That's going to allow me to do that, but not burn me out. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying whether to do it or not, but a lot of girl dancers used to be like, oh, we'll try and do like podium yeah. because it freed you up all day for rehearsals if you got a job and you could make money in the night. Mm -hmm. It's not everyone's cup of tea, mm -hmm. but it was, you'll walk away with 100 to 150 pound for yeah. an evening yeah. and you're free all day to take class. You don't really take class until the afternoon, so you sleep all morning because you're tired from working all night and it kind of falls in that way. Mm -hmm. But I blocked out like days of teaching. So I'd either teach on a Saturday and Sunday all day and then I knew I didn't have to stress about like, making money for the rest of the week i could just focus on my training mm. that was a good plan <laughs> no, i wasn't that organized i had no idea like i had to figure it out i had like five jobs and but again i looked at the classes that i wanted to take that week uh and uh i just was making sure that that day at that time i was free because again what i said like consistency like i was gonna be in you know Cisco's class every week because I had to be there even if I looked crazy <laughs> but I had to like be there every week I had um, just try to find and ask around like try to find like a job that gives you um, the afternoon free to take the classes that you want to and there is so many options um, it is available like I used to work in a restaurant I used to teach in the weekend because usually in the weekend there wasn't that many classes to take and I was so lucky I had a job uh, where my manager like I, I could tell her I can't lie so I, I was like I'm gonna lie tomorrow and be ill but I really want to go to that class like I would tell her like is I was very lucky and she was like it's fine I'm gonna cover you I was so obsessed with training that I would be like oh my God, I need to go to that class. Like, you know, like I used to be like, not for an audition or for anything, like literally for classes. And I was lucky enough that I got given the time out to do that. Um, it is so hard because London is expensive. <laughs> but for example, the teaching, I actually did my teaching qualifications in college and uh, I could get um, jobs for teaching for like tap and modern that paid me a little bit more, for example. I don't really use that anymore. I use the tat one, but like, try to like talk to your friends, like the podium dancers in the evening. I did that too. Like, it's just try to not uh, live for the jobs and the money though, because I've seen people that couldn't balance it. Mm -hmm. I, I was lucky enough that I could balance it because I also went to train in LA a lot. So I followed those three months a year. Like I literally just worked the whole year to then go and train. Um, but is hard because sometimes you're so tired that you're like, oh, I can't go and take class, but that's the reason why you're mm. here. So I think like the plan to like write down things is very important because then sometimes you lose yourself. Mm. You know, mm. it, London is a big city. There's so many people, so many jobs, so many dances. It's like, you have to, I like writing as well. Like I like having, not a plan, a, a very strict plan, but like remember, remind yourself that you wanted to do that. Mm instead of going to bed because you're tired. You know what I mean?
Yeah. Um, I never. Yeah, I never. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I went out. <laughs> like, oh, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just quite lucky. I never. I've never done anything except dance. Um, but yeah. But I mean, I would like taught. I, when I moved here, like um, everything happened pretty quickly for me. And so like I got into the work scene within a couple of weeks and then I had classes within like six weeks of moving here. So that, but that's not normal. That's just rare. Like it just happened for whatever circumstance. No, I'm not saying like that's, I'm, I don't mean that in terms of I'm anything special. I'm really not. But I just mean the sometimes circumstances just happen. You know what I mean? And I was just beneficiary of those circumstances happening. But obviously I've seen tons of people, you know, um, like do promo work, which I guess doesn't, doesn't really happen now. Because of the internet. We, used to, yeah, we used to stand outside. Well, oh I my never, God, I used to do that. Yeah, like people would fly her and stuff. Yeah, fly her out I used to do that. And I, I was embarrassed to give it out. So I would just like throw them in the bin. <laughs> I, I, and you'd walk down Leicester Square and if you look in every bin, there's like a like, hundred yeah. flyers. <laughs> And you I was like, I don't want anyone to see me. I used to like have a hat, or like I used to do it with a friend because I was like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I shouldn't be dancing. Anyway, yeah. But the, another thing, like Irene said, there that was super important. Like I remember I had a friend who used to work in Selfridges eight to twelve, mm. Monday to Friday. So then he'd have every afternoon free, you know. And it was like, let's say it was ten pounds an hour. That's two hundred pounds a week. So you know, he could probably pay his rent from that and take some class and have a bit of a social life as mm -hmm. well. You know what I mean? Like that is the thing, like London is super expensive. Like it's, you know, but well, there are, you can find like, you know, there are some cheap rents. You just maybe have to look around again, maybe get a bit lucky. Um, and then, you know, building your kind of um, group of friends or, or acquaintances to know kind of what's happening work-wise. And yeah, it, it is, it's... Um, or a great idea is to find a job that's going to help you in your career so like mm -hmm. as a dancer like you want to do like i don't but like lots of people like doing like yoga or they like doing fitness yeah, classes yeah. so try and get a job in a yoga studio so you're going to get paid your 10 pounds an hour but then you're probably going to get free yoga yeah. classes as well and that's going to carry over to keeping you fit and healthy for when you want to dance yeah like about five years ago you would go into any of the like fitness studios that were opening in london and you'd there'd be a dancer you know behind oh, the desk but like even working dancers just the most the most working yeah. dancer in this country i won't say her name on blast but like she worked in a gym behind the desk yeah because she got free gym membership from it yeah like and she'd do a few hours a week she'd yeah. get money for it she'd get a free gym membership and she tours mm -hmm. and choreographs the biggest jobs you can ever imagine um i'm still a personal trainer so i still oh, have another job course. yeah so yeah. i'm like still doing another job it's also because I don't pay for the gym because mm -hmm. I train the person and I have to do the same thing. So I still have that, but I don't want to kind of get it up because if not, I wouldn't make myself go to the gym every day. So right. it's kind <laughs> of like I get paid to train my body mm -hmm. and to make myself fit. So just know that like even people that work or teach or whatever, they might have another job or something, but I'm still happy that I'm doing that again because I want my body to be fit. If I wasn't doing that, I would probably do something else. And I wake up super early every morning to do that. Mm. And after 1 p.m. I'm free, mm. you know? But it doesn't, it's not like as heavy as before because I felt like I was a bit panicking before when I came out of college and I was like, oh, work. Now I was like, oh, good, I'm working out. Mm. But I also enjoy it, so. Mm. Good yeah. question. Uh, what would you say, in your opinion, is the most ideal way to get your foot in the door or like the follow-up? Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'll go just because yeah. for me it happened in class, so that's my ideal way. Like, because uh, it was just it's supernatural for me, like, you know what I mean, class, like, that's how it happened for me. So that would be ideal, uh, how I see it. But again, like it's kind of out of your hands you know what I mean because like it just happened that I went to a class the choreographer the teacher basically went said to he was working for this choreographer said oh there's this she he knew she was looking for a white guy for a job said there's this new white guy um no but this is how it works in the industry as well you have to be you know what I mean this is like as in it was for mobos so you know there wasn't really call for more than one white guy um so, like, um, but he had the um, so she came to watch the next week and then she gave me the job on the spot and then like i said that's how and then she booked me for like a few more jobs and that's how it worked for me so like that to me was the most natural thing because i've always loved class like and the same thing like you know when working with Anthony, working with Cisco, working with Sean, like we'd all do jobs and then we'd be back in class the next day. You know what I mean? Class was just mm -hmm. our, and we'd all be in each other's classes and we'd all like, I'd, for me, like I love class because it's like, 
a testing ground. You know what I mean? Like, I don't take it that much anymore, but like, I used to take everything all the time. Like, and if someone knew it was everything, in London, yeah, yeah, I would take whatever. Like, and I would go and just try their class, you know? Um, because for me, it's always like, I go because I want to see what you are giving, how that makes me respond. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I look at class. Like, I know it's diff like it's not different now. It's like the mentality can be different now. But I always look at class as like a testing ground. And I always look at it as prep for auditions. Now, that's what, like, I really, this is like a whole other conversation. But, like, you know, ideally auditions will return regularly because that's kind of what mm -hmm. makes everyone remember and feel like at least there's a, a pathway. You know what I mean? Because now it is difficult. Like, you know, you send your packet to, like, the agents and then see what happens you know like yeah or they if you have a huge following that's the other thing that sucks like if you have a huge following they're going to take you more seriously you know mm -hmm. same thing happens for teachers though you like might apply to a teach in a studio and they'll say how many followers do you have you know uh, like to me at that point i don't want to teach in your studio anymore do you know what i mean but like that's so yeah and um, getting booked off like a video submission or a self tape like that could be someone's 700th tape yeah. Like, so they've mm. got so many, so you're not really auditioning. Yeah. Like you'll rehearse, it's who can get the most rehearsal in yeah. mm. to make that tape happen maybe. Like for me, the most ideal way and the ones that have meant the most are the ones that I've been in there and give like sweat and tears and aches and pains and had to work for that job and do six rounds of auditions mm. and then book the job. They're the ones that you walk away feeling most satisfied. Mm -hmm. Then it doesn't even necessarily become about the job. It becomes about like, I fucking yeah. earned it. Mm -hmm. And I outworked everyone in the room or I outshone everyone in the room or I had something that I could offer that other people couldn't. Because like, I'm really fortunate that like, I got to a point where I didn't audition for stuff. Mm. Everyone would audition for jobs and I'd go, I wanna do that. And they'd go, okay. And then all the people that auditioned would get taken off and I'd get put on it. And as cool as that is, the job doesn't mean the same. No. Yeah. You take it for granted. You're just like, oh, it's just a job. No, and that's one of the things that's kind of wrong with it. We've all been a beneficiary of that. We all but have, like, like. But I know it's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know but I mean? it's nice. Yeah. But, but it doesn't mean as much because like earning that audition for me, like going in and like dancing next to the people who you look up to and then getting it over them, like it's so rewarding because it shows that your training and your class is paying off. Mm. Um, <laughs> the thing is, there's still people I want to work with that I don't know the ideal way sometimes. Mm. So I'm like sitting here listening to them too, feeling like, oh, they're my teachers. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so... Um, the ideal way that I'm thinking to is like try to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. what I'm doing. It's like you will find me in class because I still want to be the best dancer I can. And I feel like you're never arrived, you know. Um, so then you're ready for say like if they want to see you, if they want to see you. Again, it's like the social media. You, wanna, you do want to have like good footage of you mm -hmm. dancing. But if you take that away are you a good person to work with? Like, say, if you actually book the job, you want to be rebooked forever. Mm -hmm. So are you actually ready for the job? Like, I'm thinking for myself as well. Like, I want to train, constantly train and get better or stay better at certain things or even learn more. Because then when I will get to work with the people that I want to work still, they're not going to just employ me for one gig and that's it. They're going to be like, oh, first of all, she's a nice person to work with. She wants to work. Mm -hmm and she can do it, you know what I mean? So I feel like uh, I feel like we need to take our mind off the uh, get to talk to that person and that person and be there and like, just be a good dancer first. Cause imagine if you can like be like best friend with everyone and then you can't dance, mm. that's crazy. Mm. You know, like you wanna be good first. Mm -hmm. That's the basics. You should be like, always wanted to be good. That's what I'm thinking in my head is like, don't worry, just, be the best you can. And then it's going to be a little bit slower, but it feels good, mm. I think. And what, like, it's very difficult, but, like, to trust kind of in the journey, but, like, what's going to be for you is going to be for you, you mm. know what I mean? And, like, um, I know, again, it's one of those things that's much easier said than done, like, as in, if you really desperately want to work and you're not working, like, we've all had those times, or we've all looked at TV and been, like, seeing, you know, six people that aren't us on screen and being like, I want to be one of those six, you know what I mean? There's all, there's been times when we've all felt that, 
but I guess it's also taking responsibility for what you can take responsibility for. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to auditions, well, whenever there is an audition, <laughs> um, but if you are and you're getting to a certain point and getting cut, are you always doing the same thing? You know what I mean? Can you take responsibility for it? Okay, this time, what can I change? Like, is it, am I kind of, you know, do I know, okay, who's choreographing? Do I know what they like? Do I look at who they book? Do I look at their kind of, um, the type of movement they like? You know what I mean? Like you can actually kind of clue yourself in quite a bit before an audition, you know? Um, and I feel like sometimes people don't um, because you just kind of go and think, I'm just gonna do what I normally do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes that will work, you know, that might, or sometimes that might work, you know what I mean? But then there's also kind of trying to be that extra bit smart about it and prepare yourself as best as possible and kind of like, whether it's the aesthetic, you know what they like in a look, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or whether it's a, like I remember, remember the Jason Derulo, the, mm -hmm. the, the time that they came and auditioned. Do you remember when Amy Allen went mad? Not mad, that's a bit over the top, sorry. She gave some clear direction. <laughs> I love how it's gone from mad to clear direction. <laughs> Taking it down a few She notches. does go mad though. No, but, yeah, <laughs> but uh, basically there were like, I think there'd been like three groups of like women dancers. And after the third group, she was like, she was like, have you guys ever watched a Jason Derulo performance? Mm. She was like, what freestyles are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like everyone was doing a more like kind of almost like a podium kind of freestyle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And she's like, you know, the girl dancers on Jason Derulo are like ninjas. They're athletic. They're mm -hmm. sexy. Like mm -hmm. they can do everything. They're doing backflips and heels and then killing sexy steps again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like that's the thing. Like a, a woman dancer more often than not has to be able to do everything the guys do and then everything the women are expected to do. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, thankfully there's more kind of, um, uh, awareness brought to kind of gender identity and less, you know, I think there's, hopefully there'll be less kind of norms placed on it in the choreographic context, but let's just kind of put it back in mm. like more traditional, outdated kind of forms for now. But yeah, she, she basically said like, you know, what are you guys doing? Like you're auditioning for Jason Derulo. Why, why is that your freestyle? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's about knowing as well what you're auditioning for, you know, like, and I just remember thinking like, yeah, God, like, you know, our people, like, it's just that extra bit of awareness. And, you know, that can change you from like a maybe to like, basically, I always think in auditions, you're trying to minimize the reasons they can cut you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because no one really likes cutting people. But as soon as you make it easy for them, it clears their conscience. To, to piggyback on that, like, that's, I booked that job. That yeah, yeah, audition, yeah. I booked it. The <laughs> night before, I booked like 80% of the auditions I do. And it's because I'm good, but it's because when I go in, I know everything about the person that's choreographing it. I know every dancer that's danced on it. So the night before that audition, I didn't get invited to that audition. And I messaged Jerry, like, I hear there's a Jason Derulo audition. Please, can I come? And he was like, uh, yeah, okay. Thinking nothing of it. I stayed up all night learning the choreo from the award show they did the week before. I picked one dancer on stage. It was Ivan Kamoyov. It was the one I could relate to the most. I was like, what's he wearing? He's wearing a black Leatherman's baseball jacket with some jeans and a snapback. So my outfit for that audition was the exact same costume that he wore on stage. What's the choreo? I learned all the rhythm patterns. I learned all the choreo. I did learn one bit the wrong way, but I figured it out because I knew the rhythm patterns. And then when it comes to the freestyle, I was like, okay, what freestyles are they putting in the show? Cool, they had Cody Wiggins, Lee Daniels, uh, Ivan, and I can't remember the other guy's name. But I looked at all their freestyles and I was like, okay, this is the things they like. I can kind of show that I have an understanding of that, but I can also add me, because mm. I know I'm probably gonna be the only one in there that can do the choreo and out-trick most people. Mm. So I got to put my strengths and what I know they already like into one. Do you know what I mean? So when I walked in that room, even when I could see that people were in their joggers and stuff, I was like, Pfft, a step ahead of you mm -hmm. just by the aesthetic I'm, I'm showing them i'm already ready for the job yeah yeah i'm doing half the battle for them mm -hmm. do you know what i mean it's doing your research and i feel like most people audition for stuff and if i said to you who do you want to dance for and you go lady gaga and i said who's the choreographer you go i don't know and it's like, cool, it's Richie Squirrel Jackson. Mm -hmm. Like, who did he train by? Lorianne Gibson. Mm -hmm. Like, if you know your homework and your background, then you can understand the influences they have mm -hmm. or the inspirations. Mm -hmm. You want to dance with Chris Brown? Oh, okay, well, who's his choreographers? Fly Styles, Rich and Tone. Mm -hmm. Like, where are they from? San Fran, they're house influenced. They were part of a crew. 
the more you know these things, the more equipped you are going in. Mm -hmm. You want to dance for Madonna? Who's their choreographers? Rich and Tone, same one as Chris Brown. That's weird, I would never have thought that. No, because they're different aesthetics. But if you go into that Madonna audition, you kill a house routine, mm -hmm. then Rich and Tone go, yo, it's not just the same girl who's doing the cute heel Vogue number. Mm -hmm. They can do this as well. And the more clued up and educated you are that the things you're going for, whether it be commercial, musical theater, like I don't like MT. I can name you creatives in musical theater. I can name you all the alphabets and glinders. Like I don't even like musical theater, but it's because I did so much homework. And like most of my jobs that I've ever auditioned for, I've walked in and I can tell you the background of the job, the creative, like the Footloose. I knew what track when we auditioned mm -hmm. for Footloose I was gonna be. So when it comes to our time to do it, I stood in the same place in that I would if I was on stage. And then when it comes to the freestyle moment, I did the same freestyle that I saw the week before on Dancing with the Stars. Because I'm filling the boxes for you. Mm -hmm. Granted, if there's no way for you to do that much research and that specific, just know who the creative is or know who the choreographer is. So if it's going to be Jay Ravel, be like, okay, who's Jay Ravel like at the moment? Okay, well, at the moment he's working with Cash Powell, so I should go and do some Cash mm -hmm. classes. So Cash likes me and that might be a recommendation. Or if I want to work for Kylie, okay, well, that's by Ashley Wallen. Ashley Wallen's really driven by Fosse. So maybe if I can add some Fosse moments to my freestyle, that's going to carry across. And it's all these things as dancers that we don't ever think about. We just go, I'm going to kill the steps. But imagine you can kill the steps and give them a bit of what they want. Yeah, and, and like Kane arriving at the audition like that, think when we said earlier that like you're giving them context, like he looked like he belonged. You're making it, like you said, you're making their job easier. So you can make their job easier two ways. Like you can kind of, do the thing that they ask you not to do, like say when the freestyle was not what they would want, you're making an easy cut for them. Or you can make it easy for them to want to hire you, you turn up looking like you already belong on their picture. You know what I mean? You turn up looking like you belong there, that makes it easy. You know, I remember similar, like I went to do this commercial and like, like an ad and I've n no acting, whatever, literally no acting training and terrible actor, um, but <laughs> genuinely. Um, but like, somehow I got to the last round for this ad and um, it was the director and me and whatever I was wearing, I borrowed my housemate's shirt at the time and like was just wearing a vest, a shirt and jeans. And basically what I walked in and wearing for the final recall, that's what they put me in for the ad. So sometimes you just walk in and they're like, yeah, that, that's it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I still got that. I cannot act for shit, but like I somehow still got that. Like, <laughs> um, you, but because as much as like, you know, we call a lot of these people creatives and stuff like, you know, sometimes just you taking the pressure off them having to kind of come up with everything because you come up with it, you do the work <laughs> for them. You know, that, that really helps. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, it, it, it's kind of, and I think like you said there, oh, if you can't do that much research, it's a choice. And like you said, now with you knowing MT people, because it's a habit, like your choices become habits. You choose to do your research. There won't be a time when you won't do your research because it becomes a habit. And the more good habits you create, like you can argue that habits are a bad thing anyway, because we should not be like, it's just compulsive behavior. But the more good habits you have in your professional sense, the more it's going to stand to you. You know what I mean? Like if you like are always on time or early if you're early you're on time you know what i mean if you're on time you're late now i'm always late <laughs> i'm always early <laughs> yeah, um, but like you you know what i mean it, it just really stands to you so it's like and i was the same like i used to just look on block la's website like in 2005 when i was even before i moved here just to know what people are doing mm. just because i want to know who's doing what and then i can look out for it but it's like it's a habit, you just know. And then like that stands for me now, like I, I'm not involved in the industry anymore, but I can tell you who's doing what. You know what I mean? Just cause I know, like, mm -hmm. I don't even care to know, but I just know because I listen and I look. And everyone, like there are so many good dancers, but these little things are the things that give you the edge. Like, dude, yeah. so this is the thing, right? <laughs> like, put it like this, right? Zero to ten in dance. This is the thing that people don't ever want to admit, right? If these are zeros and these are tens in dance, zeros to threes, <laughs> zeros to threes, never going to make it. Okay, cool. They'll probably quit pretty soon, right? Right. Threes to sixes, threes to six and a halves, this is the majority of dancers. Anything you can do to get yourself out of the six and a half to a seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, ten. All the people that are working are here. Mm. You know what I mean? And this is the problem. Like, people don't realize that the majority of people live in this zone here. And like, the word for it is mediocre. Now, everyone thinks mediocre is a bad word, but it's not. It just means that you're average. And now you're average in an exceptional set of people. Because I think anyone who dances full time is exceptional. Like they are, for me. Um, but anything you can do to get out of that, 
whether that be like just really being good for your prep, your research, or being an excellent professional, or just being actually a sound person. You know what I mean? Anything you can do to increase your chances of moving up in that scale, which makes you more employable. Because, I, I don't know, I watch people kind of train, and I think so many people train to stay in this zone here, because they do what everyone else does, and they're good at the other things everyone else is good at. So what's making you get out of that zone? Some people get out of it because they're great looking. They just win the genetic lottery when they're born. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's true. Like some people, they like as in, you know what I mean? There are people it's in the true. industry that like come, clients just want them on jobs because they're going to sell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, st don't get me wrong, they're still talented and good as well. But then this just gives them such a leg up. Like they're, they're seen as an eight before they've danced. And you're like, okay, now they're a seven because they're not great. But they're still a seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this is the truth, like, and I think in a nice way, there's more of the spectrum of humanity being presented on stage now, so I don't think you have to be like a certain, you don't have to be a certain look anymore, like you used to have to, you know what I mean? Like there used to be far narrower parameters. But I think the same thing still stands in terms of your actual, like, for me, like trying to escape that kind of mediocre zone, that should, if, if professional dance is your goal, that should be your priority. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the more you train to stay mediocre, I don't know, I just think the less you're gonna kind of, I mean, I don't know. Like, the more you train like everyone else trains, the less you're separating yourself. Does that make sense? But yeah. You're putting yourself in a pool of more people to get chosen from, so your odds are even less. Yeah, well, no, you're always in that pool, but as in like, as in, if you're seen, I don't know, it's like, as soon as you separate yourself, right? as soon as you're seen as being part of the working kind of clique, you're out of that. But like, I think that's the hard thing. People finding that way out of this into that. Mm. You know what I mean? For me, I think that's, and again, it's kind of like that foot in the door. Cause this is when you start getting your foot in the door, when you start getting to that level, you know? Yeah. And you may actually be that good already, but until your people, the right people see you're that good to put you in that, those positions, that's the thing, you know? It's also, I feel like, who do you aspire to? Like that research made me learn so much. Like mm. I didn't know anyone. Like, I knew everything about MT. Like, I knew, like, the notes of every musical possible in the world. But I had no idea of anything else. So when I started to research, and I still do it. Like, I was on the train the other day when we went to Udio. I was coming back. I'm still, I'm reading this biography of the, girl, the guy that um, played Burr in Hamilton in London. And I'm still taking notes. Like, I'm such a geek. I just love this stuff. And I still like was writing down who was in the room with him and like who he'd learn with. Cause to me, it's like, I'm inspired by anything that is connected to the theater, dance and performing. So I should be knowing. It's not even like, do your research. It's like, I want to do my research. Mm. Cause it's so good to just know that there is amazing people that I don't know. And they have inspired my work too. Like when I got to know, uh, when I went to LA to train with Dana Foglia, I didn't even know who she was that much. And there was a, oh my God, the world, like I can be better than the mediocre that you were talking about. I was like, sometimes it's, we see what we have next to us, but what if you want to aim for higher? Mm. Like what, like, you don't want to just hit the steps and be like, I want to be part of the clique of the dancing people. Is, is that enough? Like, I feel like it's good because you still need to dance. But you, you want to, like, aspire to, like, who do you want to learn from? Like, is it the same class every week or do you want to learn from someone else? Um, and also, like, this is the thing, like, with the learning and research and stuff, I feel like uh, do your own research instead of like following what everyone else is doing because mm. I feel like there is this like sheep kind of thing. It's like, oh, everyone is going there, so I need to go there. You might not like the class, but you're still there every week. And mm. it's like, huh? Like, how is that going to make you better? Like, you have your own brain. Like, you know what you want to do, you know? And I think I fell into that a little bit after college because I had no idea. And still, like, a couple of years ago, like, I still was like, I want to book that job. I want to book that job. And then now I'm like, why did I want to book it, really? Of course, I need to pay my rent, so it wouldn't be nice. But I understand why I didn't book it because I, did, I just didn't, first of all, I didn't feel it, but also I didn't really fit the job, mm. you know? So I don't know. It just comes with awareness, like, and time. Again, patience, mm -hmm. time to understand 
who do you want to follow the path of? Like, listen to the podcasts, listen to people's lives. Don't get mad and be like, oh, yeah, but she was lucky. I used to be that person. <laughs> I used to be like, well, she lived there. So Every now time like, I oh. say I booked my job at 18, and Renny goes, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like my face is always like, okay. No, it's fine. I didn't even want to dance professionally at 18, so it's fine. He's <laughs> always, it's always like, oh, I've always booked every job, and I'm like, actually, 2021, three auditions, didn't book any of the jobs. I'm still dancing, and I still know why. I mean, one of them, I don't know, but it's fine because I'm gonna re-audition for that. I'm gonna get it. But um, again, I didn't stop there. I went home and I was like, okay, let me get in touch with the guy that was in that audition and know who stayed mm-hmm. after, and like, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, didn't book any of them, but it's fine. I'm still here. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> Dope. Okay. Last question. How did you know what sort of dance half in the I know it's important to be versatile, but mm. I'm very conflicted between musical theater and commercial. Just, I don't know what job I sort of fit into, but how did you know what was right? I would say, if you feel like you love both, you can do both. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a, the, what, this is the way. There's an, there's an everything. Like if you look at Michael Naylor, like he's the most incredible all-rounded dancer probably we have in this country across all genres. And he does, he's done musical theater, he's done hip hop theater, he's done commercial work, mm-hmm. he's done touring. You know, if you go and look at Leah Hill, mm-hmm. commercial dancer, Musical theater, choreographer, Sophie Carmen Jones. Yeah, really, really great commercial career, and now is killing the musical oh, theater yeah, world. Like so there are so many people that dive into both. So I think mm. if you have the desire to do both, the only thing that's stopping you from doing both is yourself saying, "I need to do one or the other." Because you don't. You mm. can do both, and actually, the lines are getting more blurred than they've ever been. For sure. Like, musical theatre isn't just musical theatre mm. anymore. Like, one of the biggest choreographers in musical theatre, her name's Carrie Ann Ingrulier, because I know I'm going to ruin it. Ingui. Like, she's technically trained, and she's, you know, she, she was taught by most of your ballet teacher, Lisa Aldridge. Like, but she was the dancer in Zoo Nation, the hip-hop show. She'd be in Jimmy's locking class every Saturday, and mm. she'd be in house. Like, and now she's choreographing all these huge West End musicals and musicals on Broadway. So the lines are getting closer and closer. MT now just determines the job description, not necessarily the movement. Mm. Whereas we used to go, this is musical theater and this is hip hop or commercial. Mm. Mm -hmm. Whereas now you do hip hop and commercial, but in a musical theater stage. Mm -hmm. And you sometimes, if you work for Ashley Wallen, you might do musical theater Mm -hmm. movement on a commercial stage. Mm -hmm. The lines are getting blurred. So if you just, pull yourself up and like the more bows you have to your string or string to your bow strings to your bow, yeah. strings to your bow. <laughs> see how I look for help then <laughs> help me I'm like I'm oh, for it save me <laughs> <Can't talk. laughs> the, the, the more it's going to help you because like I hate musical theatre when I was in college I hated it and then when I go into jobs and I do X Factor and I'm doing shimmies for Mary Byrne in a silver <laughs> shirt I was like oh this is kind of musical theatre-ish <laughs> probably should have went to those classes I didn't go to all right, mm. the lines are getting blurred. So mm. the more you know, the better it is for you. But I don't think you have to pick one. No, not at all. And I, I think it's a great point that the lines are being blurred. The same on cruises, like, because people are, you know, seeing X Factor voice, etc., and they're seeing the dancing that they see on those TV shows, when they go on a cruise now, they're not surprised to see something like that in front of them, and they kind of welcome it. And cruises are kind of getting wise to that so there everything is kind of modernizing you know what i mean even like, pantomime mm. yeah right like, it's all adapting yeah, yeah. because because like you know as we said earlier like the dominant cultural not just musical but the dominant cultural force has been hip-hop driving kind of the world since the late 90s so like that's why uh, you know you look at hamilton now i mean you know set hundreds of years ago but it's basically got hip-hop drum pattern and Juliet. Max Martin, the guy who like the guy whose music is in it, he's like a producer for you know Britney, Neo, all these people. Um, Into the Heights. Yeah, in, in the, the Heights, heights. exactly. Yeah, Isn't like they, they just you know things are things are really kind of um, chances are being taken on newer projects. You know, um, so your ability to kind of jump from one field to the other will actually 
probably now more than ever, you're going to have opportunity too. You know, it's just being able to, like, I, for me, the word versatile is, is useful, but I actually prefer the word adaptable. Because mm. I think, like, versatile, sometimes versatile people can dance jazz one way, um, uh, hip-hop maybe one way, like, ballet one way. But, like, for me, adaptable people can, like, they take the skills from all of those styles that they learn and then they apply them to whatever is given to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Transferable you know? skills. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, say, like, say on, on Sunday, I remember teach, I was taught in bass on Sunday with Marco, and like the first move we did today, that's Skeeter Rabbit. I wanted that in there, and I watched like these two people who obviously learned to Skeeter Rabbit before, but I said very clearly, I want the knee up, and I want the kick to go straight to the mirror, and then you put the foot down. And they kicked across and low every single time. And I actually made a point, being like, no, I, I want it like this for today. And they, they like nodded at me. I was like, okay, cool, you got the note. <laughs> No, every single time they just did it the way that, and this is maybe the way their teacher taught them, which is fine. So they're good students for what their teacher taught them, but they're bad students because they can't then learn anything else. This is again, kind of like what we were saying earlier about being unteachable. And like when it's something like that, it's so like glaringly obvious. And that's what I mean by adaptable. So it's like any technique you learn, like that's just one way of doing it. You should be able to then kind of adjust that to whatever is being asked of you, you know? Um, but yeah, but yeah, in terms of the MT, like, and, and yeah, same, like if you love contemporary, so many dancers work in the contemporary field and then move over, like this, all the lines have been blurred in general, like in the world now, but, you know, things are getting less separate and less kind of put in boxes now, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it for, well, I mean, for all of us, hopefully that's a good thing because it just leads to more, like the more kind of things influence one another in a nice way, like you get the best of both worlds and it creates something new. You know what I mean? So like MT is modernizing and they're putting in some some like cool stuff and then maybe some of the older stuff like even say, you know, some like singing in the rain type kind of stuff will then make an appearance in something where you don't think that belongs, but it'll be cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they'll put it in a new context and they'll keep the quality, they'll keep the tradition and they'll keep the um, th like the, the foundation of it and the, the, the kind of essence and the soul of it, but they'll apply it to a new context and we'll be like, oh, that's cool now. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, anyway, yes. So this comes from personal experience. In college, I actually got told after I've done like the whole musical theater, blah, blah, I wanted to like, my dream was to be in Hairspray and we will rock you, woo. Uh, but um, I found out, cause Carrie was my teacher in college. So um, I wanted to learn more about hip hop and I hate saying commercial, but commercial mm -hmm. dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't know what to call it, but like dancing, just, you know. Uh, so I got to do that and I was doing a little bit more dancing, but I was, was still singing. Don't know why, but they, uh, after college, I got, and during college actually, for my last show, I didn't really sing a lot. That's another story. But when I got out of college, one of the agencies, uh, that I wanted to switch, my, I wanted to switch my musical theater agency. They actually told me I couldn't do musical theater because I had a, a strong accent. And I got so broken out of it and I stopped singing because I was like, well, there's nothing I can do, I can do about it. I'm, I was very Italian, like I was like very, very strongly accent Italian. And uh, so I stopped singing, and because I didn't have the, the best experience in college for the last like, month or something, I was like, do you know what? I will kill the dance world and just like dance. But guess what? That's why I'm saying like, don't make a decision because now I miss it. So I've been going to singing classes every single week for the past three years. It's an investment, but it's worth it is because like the choice that someone made me do for no, absolutely no reason affected my training to the point that like the voice, for example, is a must like, it's, it's like dancing. If I don't dance for seven years, that is gonna be hard to get back into it, you know? Um, so don't make a decision. Don't make anyone make a decision for you as well. Cause I know that college is very compartment like, you know, Irene was a cheesy dancer. Can you see that in me when I do heels? No, but I was that person. Guess what, I trained. But they don't see that sometimes. So don't, don't make a decision because I feel like, uh, again, it's not versatile, but the more you love different things and you can do all of them, the better it is also for you as a performer. Like, I think it's boring to dance always in the same way. Like, I get bored. Like, 
where was that? Like two months ago, I asked one of my friends to get in the studio and give me tap lessons because I was like, I'm, I need to like learn more. Like, um, I'm like obsessed with learning, like, and get better, you know. So, um, you get like given walls sometimes, and I'm the kind of person that will be like, I'll break that wall. You wait. But it's so hard to do that, and I understand that, especially when you're like, you know, the technical girl. But I, I've seen, oh my God, I've seen like technical people um, that can smash a hip hop class and a pop in. Like, but again, like when I went to like LA, new place, new people, I was like, oh my God, like they can dance and they can do different things. What is that? Because I, I was always born with like, you're gonna do the show and you're gonna be in the commercial piece. That's it. Also, I wasn't allowed to do like, you know, partner work because we didn't have boys. So I was the boy. <laughs> so <laughs> I was a boy. Yeah. And I wasn't and I and I wasn't as skinny enough to do that. The partner work. And now I'm like, can't do partner work. I hate it. But I wish I was like, it's not that I can't do it. But like, you know, it's again, it's like someone else that makes choices for you. And is the question is like, how do you know? Starting from the question, you're telling me that you have to, someone told you that you have to choose. And you don't have to, because you can do whatever you want, realistically, if you like it. So if you like the both, you can do the both. And again, I told you, like, I booked the, the, my best job, like, first best job at 26. Like, it took me years. I left college when I was 21, 22. So, like, I didn't, I wasn't, like, taking the same class because they said Irene is going to take that class forever. You know, um, I feel like, and also you change, allow yourself to change your mind. Cause I feel like, again, it's like, everyone wants to book their job. Everyone wants to be on tour, that job, that job, that job. While you, while if you wake up in the morning and you're like, I don't, I don't think that's what I want to do. Like you wasted all that, not wasted, it's never a waste, but you just been, you know, <laughs> going to that choreographer class for five years and then your heart is not in it anymore and you might book the job and hate it, you know? Um, it's, it's never wasted. It, one thing is like if you hate the musical theater and like the singing and stuff, like I see it as a challenge now, but if you like it, there is no reason why. And also I feel like is if you're a technical dancer and can uh, go to hip hop class and do the singing and do the acting, you never know what's gonna come out. You know, they can be like, oh, can you do a triple pirouette and, and a kick? Like, and some people can do it, and you're like, oh, I can actually. And then you're in step up seven. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, you and you never it. know. It's like, it's like, I know one of my good friends now is filming a film and he's a dancer, but then they were like, oh, can you act? He was like, I can try. And he's, and he's acting in it too. Like, mm -hmm. you don't know. Again, I have very good friends that now are going into acting, mm -hmm. but they're still dancing. I didn't even know that they were taking classes in acting, but they're still dancing. Like, you can, it's like, can be your little project. For me, like, it's my, my little project because I love it, you know? And you can do whatever. I left, I started, this is like a little bracket, but I started, um, I used to play in an orchestra and be a piano player before I danced. That's why I started dancing later, because I was supposed to play the piano forever. And then I was like, don't want to do that. So um, I left that for so many years because I thought I didn't need it. And then during the pandemic, I went back to the piano and I was like, oh, like, um, I missed that. It's another mm -hmm. skill that is not dancing, for example. But now I'm like training. I bought a piano and I'm training mm -hmm. on it because I like it, not because I think, oh, that could be useful in an audition. Mm -hmm. Fuck out my piano. <laughs> you know, <laughs> imagine. They make a but girl magic mic. Imagine. You're in. <laughs> yeah, I'm like quadruple threat. No, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, it, it is, I feel like there is so much stress. Uh, I see so much stress in like, uh, what, what do I have to do? Mm. And there is a lot of answers for it. There is like three different answers because it's like different life paths and stuff. But it is always almost like you don't remember that you have to lead with what you like first mm -hmm. and what actually makes you feel good. Because even now I try to go to some places and some classes that I should be in. And I just, 
like my heart is breaking like I can't do it mm -hmm. and I might not book the jobs but like I just want to be happy at the end of the day mm -hmm. but you know it's yeah just don't think there there's boxes as they were saying like now uh, musical theater choreography is getting so modern that's why I like it so much now it's mm -hmm. just so, oh it's so inspirational to see all the job that you've done on another stage with the acting and the singing it's just mm. so good and get inspired if you don't know if you like something i go and watch shows mm. like and i get inspired i cry <laughs> just like oh my god it's so good and then you go in the studio and be like okay <laughs> let's go sweet great job guys thank you <laughs> so i'll give you like 10-ish minutes oh, wow. to get some sugar in you or something and warm up. We'll do it like a full-on warm-up for my class. Um, but really good questions. 10, 15 minutes. We'll start when you're all back. Go.